This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to Mother. No, it's Mother. Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time we rewrite the Mother Code. Hi, welcome to my podcast. It's episode 70 of Mother, Rewriting the Mother Code with me, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. Today's topic exploration is all around nurturing your inner child. We're going to explore exactly what is our inner child, why it's an important component to consider just in general for anyone, and especially when we're rewriting our mother codes. So what does it mean to say inner child? So let me preface this by saying, I'm going to be speaking a lot about my experience of working with my inner child what it's brought to light for me, the impact that it's had. So I'm going to be speaking a lot from my own experience, and I would love for you to explore this for yourself, look into it, even, you know, consider what it's been for others who have used this concept. But for me, you know, what does it mean when, when I say, or when someone says inner child, well, to me, that means connecting with the presence inside me is of that little girl, that infant, that preconception infant, that infant in utero, every stage along the way to myself now, or I guess if we're saying inner child, what we would consider childhood. And, you know, it's my memories. It's, you know, from the more mystical side, the spirit of my inner child, you know, the, the, she that is me and had these experiences that may be kind of dim for me now as an adult, but I can access her and reconnect with her. And I personally believe that she's there and I can bring her present for the purpose of healing, that she's there to be healed, bringing her forth to be loved, to be integrated, to join, to ask questions of, to provide wisdom. and really to help me remember my child self and what that, what that can bring to me now as an adult. And this is something that's, you know, not exclusive to any individual. It's not something that as a mother or a woman, you particularly have access to, but I will say that, you know, as from the feminine empowerment perspective of mothering, this is a really important aspect. So Let's dig into it a little bit more. I, th I thought what I would do is share a couple examples from my life and how I've utilized connecting with my inner child for my own healing and growth and empowerment. So the first time, the very first time I did any work, any inner child work was when I was first started my growth work. And if you've been listening to my podcast, that was quite a number of years ago. All right. So I started my growth work when my husband and I got engaged and we just celebrated in June, 32 years of marriage. So yeah, woo! I am proud and thrilled and excited about it, but it was out of doing some premarital work that I really discovered like, whoa, 
I have some healing to do. I have some work to do. I, I really am starting to awaken to the fact that there's way more to life than I thought at that time. I thought, wow, just getting married, having kids, maybe working. That was about as far as my vision took me. But as I started awakening and being supported to look at what are, what are my bigger visions for my life? What's possible for me? You know, who was I as a little girl? And when I went back and started connecting with her and looking at like, wow, she, she was outrageous. She was competitive. She, you know, went for things. She had fun. She, you know, was really way more vivacious than I felt like I was living my life at the time I started exploring this. And then you know, a few months, really just a couple months, two, three months into doing my initial growth work. And I decided to not just do couples work with my husband, but to branch off and do personal work. Something I coach the couples I coach to do when we get started from a couple's perspective that, well, at some point, you know, the best thing for your couple is going to be to do your own work. And this inner child work, I would say is had a significant impact for me personally and in my couple, in my parenting, in my career, in some really profound ways. Okay. So back then I'm 24 years old and I decided to start my own, as I said, personal growth. And at that time it wasn't coaching. It was, I was seeing a therapist and I started in, in a group and doing group therapy. So this group decided to try something new, hadn't been done before, which was to go up to what's now the Wisconsin Graduate University campus, but then was the beginning of the retreat center that has now turned into the campus. So anyway, Dr. Bob Wright said, let's, let's take the group up and just really have, we'll go for just an overnight, kind of a 24 hour experience to really dig in. Let's like dig in as a group explore, you know, what were, you know, each, each individual came with their own goals, what they're working on and whatnot. So we were exploring a, a number of different modalities, most mostly around getting in contact with our emotions, going back, looking historically at things we wanted to express and clear from our childhoods. And then one of the things we decided to do was dynamic breath work. And without going into too much detail, dynamic breath work, it's something I'm trained in as well. Its origins are from Esalon on the, on the West Coast, where in the 70s, in the exploration of human potential work and the folks that were doing, you know, some really outrageous, but beautiful work in getting in deep contact with ourselves and our emotions started doing dynamic breath work. And it all started in hot tubs right? And in a hot tub. So you could, the idea was you would create this womb-like experience and be held and just allow and breathe a certain way, like a, a really focused breath that can just get you out of your head and into your body and allow thoughts, feelings, memories, you know, body sensations to flow and come forth. So I hadn't done anything like this before, remotely anything like this before, but I was game. I was really jumping in and, and exploring, you know, all the things that were presented to me. So it was my turn and I'm in the hot tub with some of the others. They're cradling and holding me and I start the breathing and breath work. And then bam, I am transported 
wormhole, if you, if you want to use that term. And there I am, I'm about, I don't know, between one and two years old standing up in my crib and I'm crying and I'm reaching out. And one would think that I was reaching out to get care or support or, you know, something was wrong and I was crying to have someone come get me, but that's not the feeling I had or the experience I had. The experience I had was that I was crying and reaching out because I felt like my parents needed me. And it was like, whoa, you know, and when that hit me and in that moment, I just sobbed and I cried and I, I didn't quite understand it fully, but it felt real to me. And it felt like I was touching on an, a, a very old, old wound and kind of getting for the first time, like, wow, these, we are wired, you know, we are wired pre-birth and I've done a bunch of work through the years, you know, unpacking this and exploring. And something I want to say is you might have an experience like this, where I wasn't necessarily trying to planning to invoke my little girl or inner child, she just came to me, right? So that's one way you can do inner child work is just through meditation or through, you know, a breath work or something like this. And either have the specific intention to bring some aspect of, of the little you forward, or just be in the flow and with whatever comes up and it might just spontaneously happen. And that's what happened for me. And that really opened a door from, for my work and my looking at my relationship with my parents, the role I played, you know, what I felt like at some level, my, my little being the, the soul that came into being at that time felt like it was needed for and that's just one example. And I, I, I hope there's a way you can either relate to this, maybe not specifically, but be invited and relate because now I want to share another way that you can explore your inner child. And that's through, you know, specific invoking of, of her. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather if that's the space that you're in and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo, meaning land of the goddess women, and coming to really take time for yourself, okay? And that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone, I will be honest. You know, if the idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time 
inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. And that can be through a guided meditation that either you have somebody facilitate for you or you can do on your own. But I want to share a couple of key components of that so that when you are doing it, I think one of the things that I would just want to make sure is that you create a safe space for yourself, that you're somewhere that, you know, you feel secure and safe being in, but then when you go inside and shut your eyes and before you even invite your inner child to come forth, that you create in your mind a, a safe space. You know, I, sometimes that's a mountaintop for people, a beach or a room in your home, a room in, in the home that you grew up in someplace that, you know, that, you know, you feel safe and secure and can have this experience. And in this way, then what you do, once you have that safe space set up is you invite your little boy, girl, your being, whoever that is for you to join you. And you can ask specifically that you want your one-year-old to join you, your five-year-old to join you or whoever, you know, shows up and then allow that image to be there. And I also want to underline, there's no right or wrong to this. Like no one may show up and that's okay. Like you may ask, and then, you know, then it's important to be with yourself and sit and be with the feelings that came up that they didn't come at this point, but I would invite you to keep trying because you know, depending on your childhood, you know, that if there was significant trauma or, you know, things that happened in your childhood, you know, that little person, even if it's you may be scared to come out and that's okay. You can, you can just keep holding that space, you know, for that little being, that little you to eventually come out. And, you know, in the meantime, you can meditate on, you know, how you're feeling in that moment, you know, do some reflections of your own, of your childhood, even without them there. And then the idea is, you know, there's no, you know, really strict format to this. I always invite people and have been invited myself to, you know, see what first they want to do, right? Do they want to talk? Do they come running to you and jump in your arms? Do they sit, you know, far away and asking them, Hey, you know, what do you want to do? And do they want to talk? Do they want to go play and allow them to lead the way for you? Then, you know, once you experience that for a bit, if you have specific questions, you can ask, you know, what was it like for you? Or what is it you'd want me to know today when we're together? And if there has been trauma or anything like that, or they're coming and they jump in your arms and just sob and letting them know that you're here for them, that you know, when we were little, 
we did, you know, what we could do, but now there's the two of us and we can be together and allow that space, you know, to just be there and be what it is and, you know, notice any judgments that come up or, you know, anything that comes up that might get in your way to keep that process going. And then at some point end and say, you know, I'm always here and I plan to, if it's true that you plan to reconnect at other times that you'll be back and we can keep this dialogue and this all going for ourselves. So that's, you know, kind of a nutshell and a couple ways that I wanted to introduce, but what I want, what I'm hoping you're getting is, you know, this is about, as I said, you know, healing, connecting, supporting, and in the work, if you listen to my episode with Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, where we're looking at the four areas of the brain, this is about, so I suggest I'm going to name a couple of things without going into detail, but I want to underline this point because I'm going to be diving into her work more deeply as we go forward. But the four areas of our brain and that we name as characters, but our character two and our character three are our emotional aspects of our brain. One's our left emotional, one's our right emotional. And it's these areas, you know, what we want to do with our character two is that's all of our past memories. That's what we're tapping into here. When we do this work, we're tapping into and sometimes if those memories were, were any level, they don't have to be like hugely traumatic, but they were upsetting for us, you know, and really honor your own experiences and the things that happened and were there for you. Because without that connection, without that healing, we're going to be limited. That character too is going to, wants to keep you safe and it's going to limit our experiences, limit our thoughts, our feelings, our actions. So we want to find ways to, to soothe that character too. And that character too is always little, you know, our limbic brain, it never grows up and it's always going to be coming from that little space. So we want to find ways like this, whether it's a longer meditation or just in the moment, you know, seeing her and connecting and telling her it's okay, you know, we're okay. And we can do this hard, scary thing that's in front of us. And then we have more access to our character three, which is that in the moment, spontaneous follow me. And that's where I really want to invite everyone to, you know, understand that we can have access to our little us at any time, all the time. You know, I've noticed even in this podcast, when I remember that just my voice just raised and I was, you know, more animated and more in the moment with what I'm saying and excited about, you know, the possibilities and these possibilities have been really revealing themselves, you know, even more strongly to me lately and how important, you know, this aspect of the work is for ourselves. So I've mentioned some ways, you know, that we can do this because besides the healing, I also want to make sure, and I've, that I've underlined the play aspect, what I just said with character too, that, you know, that, that little us that was uninhibited as not as hindered, you know, by the thoughts and the feelings and the things that happened around us, but was still willing to have adventures and, you know, not have a to-do list for some period of time and just explore and be curious and, and be alive in our life in any given moment. You know, that's what we have access to when we do that. And by play, I don't just mean, you know, go, of course it can mean literal, like, 
play, painting, creating, you know, drawing, playing games and, and sports or, you know, those kind of more typical ways, but play is also just full on engagement, right? It's engaging in our life. I mean, play can be having a challenging conversation with someone. And if we're coming from this aspect of play, it can, we can bring play into all that we're doing. Okay, so we're going to start wrapping up, but I'm hoping you're getting an idea, a sense, an invitation to explore your inner child and what that could mean for you. And it, you might feel a little tentative. If you've never done it before, it might feel a little weird or scary. And I, I suggest just, you know, letting the child part of you guide you and giving it a go. Obviously, I also support people in doing this work and coaching, and you could get a coach or someone to support you. You can find guided meditations online. You know, there's lots of ways to do this. So there's, there's no scarcity in ways. It's just us taking that step to do it. And I strongly encourage and invite you to do that. And, you know, you're going to have understand that there's not just this one adult you, but all these beings inside of you that, that have a lot to say and have a lot to share and, and have some pretty significant, magnificent guidance for you. So I'm excited to hear, I'm excited to hear about your exploration. I would love to hear about it. So please do feel free to connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or on my website, drgertrudelyons.com. And let me know how it's going, what's happening for you in this arena and blessings on your journey. Thank you. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no, subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.